Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers. I'm Santino Gracon, and I'll be your host for another edition of Hoopball DFS today, and joined in the booth by my guy Steve Williams. Uh, we are on day two of the NBA playoffs after an exciting first day, and especially that first game. Overtime in game one, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Uh, I'm all fired up here, Steve, and um, how you doing, my man? Good, man, good. I'm glad the playoffs are back. Um, you know, we've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm excited to uh, watch the second half of this Clippers-Mavs games when we're done here. Yeah, so we're we're recording this the the night before. We have pricing out. We had pricing for, I think, all day today. Uh, I know on Sunday I saw um, the eight game. You can you could play slates on DraftKings for all first all eight first game. Yeah, all eight first games. Um, I didn't play any of those, uh, but. They had them out, so you were able to look at the pricing and whatnot and get stuff. Uh, we just wanted to make sure we had the latest up-to-date injury report before we got onto it. Um, but yeah, I know, Steve, before we went on, you were talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell's performance in, in that first game and how he was just on f- – he's on fire. And uh, how Jamal how Jamal Murray came out shooting, uh, gunning it in the fourth quarter and looked awesome as well, and they were going back and forth. Uh, anything you want to touch up on that that amazing first game? I mean, you summed it up. It was really fun to watch uh, Donovan Mitchell really, like, he had that game in control for the first, like, three and a half quarters. And then he, I guess he ran into some Jamal Murray, and uh, they they made it tough for him. And in the end, he lost. But what an effort from him. That's the kind of, that's why we like to watch the playoffs. I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah, but, it was amazing. 57 points. 57. Whew, 57. That's That's incredible. For the first game of, of the playoffs, uh, even that playing game was really, really good. Uh, it doesn't count towards the regular season or the playoffs, but it was, it was fun to watch. Any extra basketball is great basketball. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We have the other four game, game ones on tap for this slate. Um, as Steve mentioned, we're recording this late Monday night, uh, very late Monday night, close to Tuesday morning where I am. Um, but yeah, the first game would be starting at one o'clock or one thirty on, on Tuesday Eastern time. Um, what I do want to let everybody know is even though we are in the playoffs and, and most of the stuff is, um, out there already and most of the updates and whatnot, uh, continue to give yourself an edge and continue to look at anything you can find out there. Um, anything that would sway you in one direction. I know last time I was on here, I was talking about, uh, I 
said I wanted to fade Nurkic, was fading Nurkic the entire episode. And then all of a sudden, uh, the day of the playing game, I saw a little his Instagram and I saw something that uh, his his grandmother had died uh, earlier that day. And it was just sad about he, she died of COVID. Um, and then I wound up switching with my tune and put him in every single lineup. Uh, I like people playing with heavy hearts. Uh, they have extra motivation to go. And just little things like that. If you can find stuff to separate yourself from anybody else who's not really trying to separate themselves, uh, it gives you a big edge right there. Yeah, definitely. Anything you can find. Uh, it's always good to just look around at usage and how minutes are going to be given out, things that the coach say says. Um, just following mm-hmm. some of these beat writers and things can be really beneficial when you're setting your lineups. Uh, you said it, man. The beat writers are very key. If you're not doing that right now, uh, shout out to all the great beat writers out there. Uh, but the, it, if you want any info and any tidbits and anything that can give you even a slight edge these beat writers man they're on top of the they do they're great at their jobs uh, and they on um, they will find that for you and that that's how i found his um the nurkic's instagram thing one of the beat writers said it and i was looking at it it's like oh, okay uh, let me switch up my tune here but you hit it right on the head man uh, stealing a phrase from apatria there uh, beat writers are great at that but they are they are next time you gotta send me a text when you get that nurkic news late i missed out on him <laughs> uh, yeah i was i was completely fading him because i didn't like his price he was close to lillard and then i saw that and i said okay let me uh that's big news and especially if he's broadcasting it making it public that gives that means he's like in a different zone some people most people don't put that public because they don't want it they're internally battling it but he put that out in the public and i was like okay this guy is trying He's going to go out there and do something different today. So now I'm changing my whole strategy up. Um, yeah. yeah. So without further ado, man, let's get right into this uh, this first game slate. We have the Orlando Magic versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and now that we're in the playoffs, we have lines for everything, guys. So don't don't worry. Um, the Bucks are favored by 12 points in this. Uh, the over-under is 225. There is no money line currently. The spread is very big, so I'm assuming the money line will come out closer to game time uh, if it does. Uh, but this game tips off at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And the big news on the injury front, the Bucks right now only have Ilyan or <laughs> Ilyan. Er, <laughs> the, the butcher strikes early and often, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they only have Ursan Ilyasova. He's out. Um, the Magic have Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. They're not playing. Michael Carter-Williams is doubtful. Aaron Gordon is a game-time decision. He's looking likely to play, but he's still a game-time decision right now. And Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross, uh, I'm going to rule them as probable. And I, Ross is definitely playing. I'm assuming Fournier is playing. Uh, with all that news, let's, let's go right into the Magic, the away team, the number eight seed. Uh, Steve, is there anybody on the Magic that you're liking playing against the healthy Bucks team that we know was dominant when they were trying before the bubble. So uh, I feel like I have to start this off with a little bit of a caveat that um, <laughs> there's there's so many when you get to the playoffs, there's so many guys that we want to pay up for every night. And to do that, we need to find some bargain bin guys. Mm-hmm. So my magic uh, picks are mostly bargain bin guys that uh, I think might help you to uh, build out a lineup when we're looking at some of these top tier guys. Um, I don't like anyone that's expensive. I don't really like Vooch in this matchup at 
8,800. It's just a tough matchup, and I feel like he's priced yeah. relatively close to his ceiling. Yep, I'm with um, you there. But a few guys I will be looking at is uh, Markel Fultz is getting the nod to start tomorrow at uh, 4,200. I know that he has a tough Bledsoe matchup, but, I mean, this guy, you know, he only needs to give you 25, 26 DK points to return value there. And as a starting point guard who I assume will have – you know, a, a decent amount of usage tomorrow. It's hard to look past something that cheap. Um, yeah. uh, I like him too, and he's only 42. That's a that's a pretty good price, as you mentioned. Uh, there are a lot of people that... This slate is just top-heavy uh, when you look at it and you get to the... If you just look at raw slate, it's you have to pay up for some of these guys a lot uh, more than you'd think. So a guy like Fultz at 42 is, is a very nice play there. Yeah, and uh, another person I'll be looking at is uh, James Ennis. If Aaron Gordon's out tomorrow, um, Ennis is only $3,400. That's an $1,100 price drop. Um, his last six games in a row, he's been over 20 DK points. The minute should be there. Um, and again, we're talking about someone who, if he can give you 20, 21 DK points, you're really happy tomorrow. Um, so I don't mind looking at Ennis tomorrow either. I'm not huge on Ennis. I don't. I won't be actively looking at him. But you you mentioned it earlier. There is going to be. Uh, there's not too many guys in this price range because there's so many guys that you're going to have to be. We're, we're going to want to pay up for. Uh, so when I if I do find myself in this three k three four k range, he would be an option. Um, another guy that I I would be looking at right there is guy right under him in Ken Birch. I think this game easily has the capability of getting out of hand. Uh, and without Mo Bamba, Ken Birch already supplanted Mo Bamba as the primary backup big. Um, if if Gordon doesn't play, maybe you could see a couple minutes at power forward. But I think for 32, he, he is a pretty solid value there. And I might find myself in that range a lot. Yeah, I agree. Good call. I didn't actually uh, look at He's been pretty consistent point per minute producer. Um, do you have any love for DJ Augustin at 35? Another guy that I, I like out of all these guys, Ken Burch would be the guy I would gravitate to the most. Um, but DJ August, the, the Bucks for as great as a defense defense they are, I can't even say that word right. <laughs> great as a defense they are, uh, they do give up a lot of three made threes per game of I think about fourteen per game. So Augustine is a pretty good shooter in here. So I wouldn't mind looking at him again if I'm stuck with a couple people in the, in the three K range because there's not too many to go around. And I guess if Aaron Gordon doesn't play, we could take a look at Gary Clark as well. Um, but out of all those guys, to me, I I would look mo- the most at uh, Ken Birch, then um, Ennis, Augustine, and and Gary Clark as a uh, Hail Mary type guy. I mean, they're all pretty much like that, but him more yeah. so. Yeah, the Magic are tough because uh, they this team is kind of priced like they're going to score 70 real points tomorrow. And- <laughs> yeah. I imagine they have to get a little bit more than that. So there's going to be some value. It's just uh, striking the white, the right guy might be a little bit tough. Yeah. And I think uh, when I mentioned the three-point, how, how the Bucks could get do give up uh, quite a decent amount of threes. Um, if you're paying up a little out of the 3K range, I don't mind looking taking a look at one of Evan Fournier or Terrence Ross as well. They are their best three-point shooters on the team. Uh, one of them could get hot. I would lean towards uh, Fournier, but he he does have a four hundred dollar more increase, and 
Uh, money is going to be tight in this slate. So uh, I'll, he might not be able to fit in my lineups. It probably fit Ross more in my lineups there. Yeah, good call. I think both those guys are worth consideration. Uh, they're usually a little over 5K, and Fournier's been in size 6 during the season, if I remember. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're they're priced down appropriately for the matchup. I, I wouldn't mind taking a look at them. Yeah, and I'm with you. I am i don't really want to look at Vucevic in this matchup. Uh, or Aaron Gordon, if he does play. He's just going to be matched up with Giannis all game. Not, yeah. not, not the ideal way you want to start your playoffs. Not at all. It's a tough <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Very tough. Uh, all right, man. Let's let's jump on over to the Milwaukee Bucks. I mentioned Ily- or I almost said it again. Ersan Ilyasova. Ilyasova. I got you. Uh, thank you, buddy. I need someone to help. Uh, Ilyasova is the only one on the injury report right now, and he will not play. Um, it looks like <laughs> I don't know if you saw uh, Mike's tweet at me about the the guy who butchered. Giannis Antetokounmpo Tuko. <laughs> he said it, I buddy. Uh, his I his did. name. <laughs> but um, he he's gonna be playing. He missed that one game with the the headbutt. I thought that was a light headbutt, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he should be a back. light headbutt should be no <laughs> suspension. Yeah, well, it didn't look too bad. It looked more floppish. Um, but he should be back for this one, and they should be full go. So who do you like on this this Buck side? And I uh, are there anybody? Any value plays here that you might be targeting as well? Well, yeah, I mean, I've got to start with Giannis. Um, the 10-5 just seems, it seems like a joke for him. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the, every single time I hear someone talk about Giannis, they're like, well, I don't know if he's going to get to his minutes. We all know that he does not need to get to his minutes. There's no one on this team that can, uh, I don't think there's anyone that could even stay in front of him. Um, he averages 61 DK points against these guys in 30 minutes in their three matchups this year. Um, he's going to be chalked, but I mean, I, it's, it's impossible for me to look past a 10, five Giannis tomorrow. Yeah. When, when I saw, when I first looked at the price tags, I said, what? He's the fourth highest paid guy on the, the, the slate. And then I looked closer. I said, wait, he's 1200 less than Harden. I know Russell Westbrook is not playing. I know James Harden could take 30, 35 shots, um, but Giannis at 10.5 and at a $1,200 le- um, discount and even even $900 discount from Damian Lillard. And don't get me wrong, Lillard is playing out of his mind, but wow, you're going to give me Giannis at a discount like that? That is uh, <laughs> interesting to say the least. Yeah, uh, every once in a while, like I, I won't put him in all my lineups just because you have to pivot off of him a little bit um, yeah. but he'll be in a lot of my lineups for sure yeah knowing that you have that um knowing that Harden and Lillard and even LeBron's more than him but those two are so much more than a, a Giannis is uh he, he you're right he'll probably be very chalky because of that yeah um and outside of Giannis I, I like Bledsoe at 5400 um He'll be dealing with DJ Arson and Markel Fultz defense. Uh, f- frankly, 5,400. He should be able to smash that. Um, it just seems like he, you know, he wasn't with the team for a little bit, and his price just hasn't quite caught up to his regular season production. So I like him at 5,400. 
Yeah, and the, and the three games versus the Magic this year, he's averaging thirty four and a half DK points. Uh that's a ten. That's ten times more. That's a oh, not even. That's a bad, bad analogy. But that's a lot more than you're paying for. A lot more production. If he gets thirty, thirty five, that's very good game for a, a very fifty affordable fifty four. So I, I'm on board with the Bledsoe band um, in this one as well. Is there anybody else on the Bucks that uh, you might be looking at? Yeah, I'll take a look at Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, we're going to need some cheaper guys to fill out these lineups. He hasn't played particularly well against the Magic this year. Um, I think he only averages around 20 DK points versus them. But I sometimes I, I try not to put too much stock into that. Uh, I can't think of a logical reason that he wouldn't be good against this team. You know, all he has to do is hit a few threes, block a few shots um, to get value at 4,700. Yeah, that's not a bad call, uh, especially if this game is somewhat close. Uh, then, then they don't have a reason to put him out on the bench early. Uh, so that's not bad. And 47, like you said, you're going to need to spend down in some positions. Um, how about Middleton? Any any interest in him? I think Middleton's fine at uh, 7,300. I just think that with all of the expensive guys that I'm going to be getting to, I just don't know how many lineups he's going to really fit into. Yeah, I mean, I like him too, especially if I pivot off of Giannis. But uh, there is a very weird slate on our hands in terms of high-priced guys and then not much low. So I don't know how much I'd be getting in him too, but um, if I'm in that 7, 7K range, I definitely like him. Yeah, awesome. uh, any love for <laughs> DiVincenzo or we leave it at that? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be playing too much Devo. Um, there are... A- couple guys in the 4k 4k is not as hard for me to find uh it's just under 4k there's not especially when you get in the playoffs they tighten up rotations and whatnot it's harder to find those cheaper guys yeah i agree i'm all set with them <laughs> yeah it's, i think it's those the main four starters and then uh see what happens after that all right man uh, sounds good so far game one in the books now we're going to uh the first game matchup with the heat and the indiana pacers um we have the this tipping off at 4 p.m eastern standard time all these are going to be eastern standard time i will continue to repeat that just in case you uh catch it in in mid show and don't know oh it starts at three and look at your clock and you're not even you're not in the same time zone uh but this will start at 4 p.m eastern standard time the heat are favored by four points they are the five seed um the money they there is a money line in this. Uh, the Heat are negative one eighty five. The Pacers are plus one sixty, and the over under is a very low two sixteen. Uh, let's start with the Heat, who have uh, Crowder. Jay Crowder should be in. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is questionable. He practiced on Monday, or uh, yeah, Monday, but I'm not sure if he's going to give it a go. He did hurt his neck in the last game, uh, and the. Uh, Vincent and Akpala are doubtful. They're not really in the rotation. Uh, the big news here on the Heat is Kendrick Nunn will be coming off the bench. Um, that's a big one. And for the Indiana Pacers, TJ Warren is questionable. He practiced. I'm assuming he's going to give it a go. Uh, let's start with the Heat, man. Let's start right in that. Let's go in the front court because I think the back court is where the juice comes. Uh, let's go in the front court. Are, do you have any interest in Bam, uh, Olinick, or any of those guys down there? Yeah, I do like Bam at uh, 7,400. He's got um, 1.3, 1. 1.4 1. 1. fantasy points per minute versus these guys in the first three matchups. Um, 
And I assume Sabonis was at least in a couple of those. Uh, so he'll be up against Turner. And, you know, Turner's just, he's kind of thin. He's a great shot blocker. But I don't see him as the type of person that's really going to impede Ban from doing what he wants to do. So at 7,400 with, you know, the production he's had against them, I've, I really only see some room to grow there. So I do like Bam tomorrow. Yeah, and without their... And Miles Turner is, is not a rebounder that you're going to fear. Uh, that's a bonus, his job down there. And uh, without him, that opens up a, a pretty good rebound potential for Bam. So I like him there. And I'm going to jump the gun uh, slightly on this one. Uh, Miles Turner is 7,200. Bam is 74. To me, that's a no-brainer. If I if I come down to that, uh, it, I don't know why he's only two hundred less, but um, I do like Bam in this one as well. Yeah, I agree. That, that pricing doesn't make much sense to me. <laughs> um, uh, oh. that's it for the front court. I have for the Heat. Yeah. Um, Let's go in the uh, back, which is to me, it's, it's there's a lot of value in this back court. I think Jimmy Butler might be one of my favorite plays of the day. Um, at 76, he's got 1.4 fantasy points per minute versus these guys. This is playoff Jimmy. Um, I love the rift between him and TJ Warren. And if there's yep. anyone in the league that's going to come out and want to, you know, assert himself, it's going to be Jimmy Jimmy Butler. So yeah. sign me up. I'm going to have Butler in most of my lineups tomorrow. Yeah, I like Jimmy Butler as well. Um, at 76, it's a very good price tag. Uh, it seems like he's been a little, a lot lower than under that 8K all bubble. Uh, I don't know what they have against him, but when he's healthy, he's he's good. Uh, last time they played, last time he played the the Pacers a couple days ago, I think it was last week actually. He put up 51 nearly uh, DK points. He's averaging 42 against them in their three games. Uh, you mentioned the big rivalry against him and Warren. He's going to take this personal. It is playoff Jimmy. Uh, this is his team. He came here, and he wants to show why the Heat are contenders. I, I really like Jimmy in this, and I think that 7-6 is uh, very reasonable to, to roll with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, outside of uh, Butler, I also like Drogic mm-hmm. at 4400 This is just another one of those prices that seems a little bit too cheap. Uh, he's looked great since rejoining the team in the bubble. He kind of looks healthy for the first time in a little while. Um, his lowest, uh, DK point total since playing in the bubble is 29 points. And that was in their first matchup. Uh, the only thing that stops this guy from returning value is minutes. Uh, I guess there's a small concern with none back that his minutes could come down. Uh, but that seems like a pretty easy, cheap guy to me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really liking him in this one. Um, he's, he's starting Kendrick Nunn has played so poorly in the bubble that he's coming off the bench. Um, and if you look at none, he shot eight of 27 in that last game that nobody else was on the court. And then he shot five of 17 before he left the bubble, two of six, oh of seven. Um, he had that one good game in the first game, which five of seven. Besides that, he's been shooting under like very poorly. I'll say, I'm not even going to put him on blast. I'll just say very poorly, but Goran Dragic at 44, you mentioned it. He's put up uh, 29 points was his, his least productive game in the bubble that's returning value right there if he has his least productive game in the bubble he will still return you value so i absolutely love him at 44 i think that's very cheap for a guy who's now in the starting lineup yeah i agree you have anyone else on uh, miami you'll be looking at um maybe 
I do like the way that Tyler Hero is playing. I can't 100% discount him uh, because he has been very, very good lately. Uh, 48, I still would rather have Goran Dragic for the 400 cheaper. I, I, I know that he's definitely going to return value. Um, but I won't hesitate to look Tyler Hero's way if um, I have that that cash left over. And I'm, I'm in that range. Maybe I'll try and get him in my lineup. So I'm not opposed against him as either. Yeah, I agree. Hero's been Hero's been awesome. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to see what his role is like tomorrow. And, yeah, uh, see how that goes. But I'm definitely in on the the Butler and Drogic are my the two guys I like the most on this because of their price. Uh, I do like Bam, and I won't see myself playing four Heat, but in, in different lineups, I could see maybe throwing a, a Hero in there if I'm I'm left over with that 48. Yeah, um, good call. But let's let's throw ourselves on over to the Indiana Pacers. I mentioned T.J. Warren practiced. Uh, he's questionable. I assume he's going to play in the first playoff game. Uh, but if he doesn't, that'll change everything. Um, but we'll we'll assume he plays. Our let's see. Who do you like in this uh, front court? There's with him and and Turner. Maybe anybody on the backup. Uh, no, I don't. I think I'm going to be fading Warren tomorrow. I mean. Uh... His his usage bump has, you know, he's he's five percent five points higher uh, in the bubble than he was during the regular season. So he's a little bit hard to put too much stock into, you know, their previous matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy is just coming off of a foot injury. Uh, I think it's a tough matchup against a tough defensive team that's going to be motivated. Um, I think 8K is just a little too expensive for Warren. I don't really like Turner. I'll probably be fading. I don't like a lot on this Pacers team, but I don't think I'll be getting to anyone in their front court. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave the front court alone. And I also don't really like a lot in the on this team overall. Um, I'll let you go, but in the back court first. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm, there's not much I like. But if I have to pick someone, uh, there's a couple. There's two people I may be looking at. Uh, is there any anybody in the backcourt that you're interested in? Uh, you know, like like a, I I really don't think I'll be getting to any of these guys in my lineups. I feel like Brock Brogdon is worth a little bit of consideration. Um, you know, his price tag's down 600 bucks from the last time they played. Uh, he does he is a decent point per per minute producer against the Heat, um, but. At, 6,800, he just doesn't really excite me too much. Uh, I feel like it's about the same story with Oladipo. Um, just just nothing that's really exciting me on the Pacers. Yeah, I don't mind Brogdon as well, but at 6,800, I'd rather try and get 500 extra and get Middleton. Uh, I know we just talked about him, so I'm just going to use him as an example. Uh, Oladipo, not really. He hasn't looked like vintage Oladipo in the bubble, so I don't want to pay 62 for him. Um, I guess if I had to pick someone, the, the only person I would, uh, the people that I would look at are the Holiday Brothers, just because one is 4-2 and, and Justin is 3-9, three, three um, and I might find myself in that range a lot to um, need peop- a couple people in the 4K, 3K range, or end of 3K, beginning of 4K range, where I need to fill out my roster. So I wouldn't mind looking at Holiday because I think he has a, a decent chance to get you 25 to 30 points. Um, but I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not really excited about anybody on this on this team. Yeah, I, I like Justin more than Aaron. Um, 
I I mean, he's a little bit cheaper, but I also just like the matchup a little bit more. I think Mm -hmm. Aaron's minutes uh, might go down a little bit as they've been so cautious with Brogdon and Oladipo. Now that those guys are back and it's the playoffs, I expect them to see three or four more minutes, and those will probably come from Aaron. Uh, So I like Justin more than Aaron for sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's a good call there. I like that. And he's only 3'9". But I'm with you too. I, I like that's if I'm uh, I'm just stuck and I'm at last minute. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> let's yeah. go at it. But there's really the, the Pacers are. Uh, this is a tough matchup for them. Uh, just to be frank, this is a tough matchup for them. Yeah, it is. I don't think they can score enough points to win this series. Yeah, I think it's going to be a a drag them out, fight them out um, battle here, but. Even with saying that, there are a lot of Heat guys that I'm excited about. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I do miss, without Sabonis, I, I miss them. I know they've been playing really well in the bubble, but um, Sabonis is going to be key when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it might make sense if you're playing so many Heat guys to try to throw one or two Pacers in with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a slim, slim pickings. Yeah, and their their prices like Miles Turner at seven two, that just seems where did that come from? Now that's when I first saw it. I said, whoa! I was expecting like five eight or something. Maybe I would have gave him a look. Seven two, I'm okay with that. I've gone as far as to consider that they priced Heat guys down and Pacers guys up to make the choice <laughs> difficult. But yeah, I, I also I, could be just completely making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I see that because I don't. You don't. You never know, but. Um, everybody besides Tyler Hero looks like they went down a little bit. Um, like Bam was in the 8K range, now he's 7-4. Um, Drogic was 5-5.5, five, five he dropped to 4-4. Four, four. I, I mean, I, I see you on that. And it, it seems like everybody on the Pacers um, went up a little bit. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm making it up with you. <laughs> maybe yeah. we're both peddling this. <laughs> Join Steve and Santino on Tuesdays for their made-up DFS news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, conspiracy dfs mondays guys yeah there we go <laughs> or tuesdays whatever whatever day it is oh oh god all right guys um so we, we we did two games already buddy uh and now is the time that i want to tell everybody if they're not doing it already get on over to my bookie while you still can right before the playoffs start get your future bets in there get your game one bets in there game two bets in there every kind of game bets in there uh, and use the pr- promo code HOOPBALL, uh, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and they will match your first deposit 100%, and they'll also give you a, a MLB wager wager bet there. So, I mean, I can't beat that. You, you get double whatever you put in. That's a fantastic uh, output right there. I love me some, uh, my booking, and I love love doing my bets outside of the DFS. It's, it's awesome to me. Um but yeah, everybody get on get on my bookie while you still can. We have the NBA playoffs just gearing up. We just had day one up end. We're in the middle of the NHL. Um, we have MLB season going in. NFL season's right around the corner. We have golf going on. There's UFC all the time. Uh, there's just so much going on here. You don't want to miss it. And again, use the promo code HoopBall and and you get your your first deposit matched 100. Uh, percent And then after that, man. I know I've been I've been saying this every podcast, but uh, go to and write it down or type it wherever you're listening. 
uh, go to manscaped.com right now. Enter the promo code hoopball20. That's H O O P B A L L 20. And go get yourself a lawnmower 3.0. Uh, this thing is incredible. I cannot say enough good things about it. It it literally is a lawnmower for your body. Uh, it, it just gl- it glides off the hair. It, it just so smooth, so easy. Uh, just go get it right now. That's and enter the promo code hoopball20 uh, and enjoy it, man. And then and then you then write to me how great it is uh, or how bad it is and if I messed it up. But I don't believe that's gonna happen to you guys. Totally. Right, man. Yeah, so let's get on after that. Let's get on to the uh, the third third game of the day. We have four games, and this is going to this is the one I think is the most interesting. Uh, these last two are going to be very interesting, but this one, uh, this is a good one. This is the Thunder against the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets are actually the underdogs in this by one and a half points. Uh, the money line for this is Rockets plus one hundred, Thunder minus one twenty. And the over/under is 225 and a half. Uh, so we have two at 225, and then the Heat Pacer game is is a little low on here. Um, oh, see, I have Houston favored where I was looking. Oh, really? By one and a half. Yeah. Hmm. Did Maybe I read I'm that on. wrong? Let me see that. No, I have uh, the Thunder favored by one and a half here. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. Um, and the big news here is Russell Westbrook is not going to play in this game because of his quad. Uh, and on the Thunder side, Dortz is out with a knee injury. That's it. That's all we got for you on the injury report. We're very ready to rock and roll in this one. Uh, let's start with the yeah. Let's start with the the home underdogs. I guess we could still say home. Um, <laughs> the bubble home team. In, in the Rockets, because this is the big one. We got the 11-7. Oh, I like that. 11-7 James Harden. Uh, then everybody else is up there. Um, but who do you like on this this Rockets team? I'm just going to throw it out there. We can go back and forth, but I'll give you the ball first, pass you the rock, and, and tell me <laughs> who you like on this this Rocket squad. So, uh, I know James Harden is priced all the way up to 11-7. <laughs> He's probably going to be worth it. <laughs> so James Harden has a 36.5% uh, usage during the season, and it goes all the way up to 43.5% without Westbrook. Um, I am a little bit concerned that um, I'm just going through how I think this game might go in my head. And um, since there is no Westbrook, uh, I think there's a chance that the Thunder do that thing where they double team Harden as soon as he crosses half court. Um, if that's the case, uh, it might be a little bit tough for Harden to get to value at that price. I will have shares of Harden, but I like Giannis a lot more for twelve hundred bucks less. What do you think about him? So, you mentioned a caveat before. The caveat is yeah. James Harden is James Harden. Yeah. If I say I don't want to play him, it's not because he is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I absolutely, everything you mentioned is right on the money. Uh, James Harden could easily smash 11, seven. When you say someone could easily smash that it's, it's speaks volumes of how good this guy is. And without Westbrook, how much usage he's going to get. Um, but at 11, seven, it does give me a little pause that damn, I, even if you bring me back value, 
you are kind of cratering the rest of my lineup because that is a huge, significant amount of money. Uh, That's pretty much two slots that I have to pay for one guy. Um, But again, he could could easily score 80 points and 80 DK points, probably probably not 80 real life points, but 80 DK points and and bring me back so much value. Um, But you mentioned Giannis at 10-5. That's... If they were even, I'd go Harden. But at 10-5, I have to like Giannis more in that matchup. Um, and you mentioned something that is very interesting as well. They could double-team Harden a lot. Make anyone else on this team beat you. Because can anybody else on this team beat you? And um, throwing two things out there, these teams actually never played each other when the Rockets went full small ball. So if we use their last... Their, their history, it comes with a little asterisk because Clint Capella was in the matchup every all three games that these teams played each other. Uh, so their numbers are a little different. Um, and I will say with that caveat, James Harden actually went one from 17 from the three-point line. He took 17 threes, so he's not afraid to shoot, but he only made one of them the last time these guys played. Uh, I can't see him making one of 17 from three again. He can easily get, me, get you 40 real-life points. But... I think they do what you said, and I, they could eat, double team them and try and make anybody else beat them this entire series. Billy Donovan has showed uh, throughout the, his career, even in college, that he's not afraid to change things up and 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 do think outside the box like that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Billy Donovan, that's I'm at least going to throw some looks like that at him because, you know, if if I lose because Ben Ben Mclemore is lighting us up <laughs> and Austin Rivers killing us, like I'll shake their hand. But if Harden gets off to a hot start, I would definitely just start double-teaming this guy and get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and Lou Dortz is probably their best wing defender because um, Andre Roberson is not 100% back. Um, two years ago, I would set him. But he's probably their best wing defender, and he's not in this game. So uh, they're going to get a little more creative in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see who they do put on him. I right, really man. don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably going to be everybody, five five on Harden. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of Harden, is is there anyone else you like or yeah, don't like? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Eric Gordon's worth a look. This is a guy that, uh, with Westbrook playing, uh, has a usage of 17.5%. With Westbrook off, goes all the way over 27%. So he is the single biggest uh, beneficiary of usage when Westbrook's off the court. Um, if they do double Harden, uh, Gordon would be, you know, a guy that's prime for some playmaking. He can light it up when he's starting to hit shots. I think 5,500 is an aggressive price tag. Uh, but if we're game scripting that, I really don't mind him at that price. Yeah, I think it's a little high. I'd rather have him where he was just was in the 4K range for for one and four six the last two games. That'd be much better for me. Uh, but this five five still isn't too high for me to 100% shy away from Gordon. I'm not totally on him, but uh, the game script might call for him to have to make make plays. He hasn't looked great since he came back, uh, so that gives me a little mm. pause for concern. But again, he might have to take 15 to 20 shots, and anybody that could has or is in the position to put that many shots up is a guy I don't mind looking at. That's a good call though. I didn't know he was looking a little banged up. I haven't seen him play much. Yeah, he, he doesn't he looks all right, but um not the the healthiest, I should say. Not like he not prime Eric Gordon. Um uh, but it is the playoffs. People turned it on, so 
we'll see about that. Yeah. Is there anybody else on on the Rockets that you like? Yeah, I'll be looking at uh, Covington. Um, I think this guy is probably going to play 40 minutes tomorrow. And you know, when Covington's playing 40 minutes, he can just get it done in so many different ways. He gets steals, he gets blocks, he hits threes, he'll get you some rebounds. Um, I think he has a pretty safe floor at 6,500 as well as a high ceiling if you know a few things bounce his way. Yeah, I like Covington uh, at 65. If I don't get any Harden exposure, which I might have to, or I'll probably go the another direction because he is so high in quite a few lineups. Uh, I do really like Covington and the matchup. Uh, he'll be matched up with Gallinari for the most part, and uh, he's just so much more athletic than him. Gallinari kind of fades off on defense a lot, so he'll, he'll have opportunities for those corner threes. Um, P.J. Tucker's not really a rebounder. Covington could theoretically get more rebounds. They might have to, with Adams, who has been injured the last week or so, um, they might both be going small. We don't know. So I, I like Covington's upside in this one as well. And you mentioned he, he could easily play 40 minutes and, and have the most minutes on this team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, without Westbrook, I could see that in a playoff game. D'Antoni's yeah. not shy about playing his guys' <laughs> minutes. Yeah, he's not even. He was playing them in in the the game that didn't even matter. Uh, I I think at halftime someone said, uh, "Dan D, D y- y- stop, <laughs> stop playing these guys." And he said, "All right, all right, all right. I won't get anybody hurt." Um, <laughs> but any anybody else on the Rockets that you might be looking at? No, nope, those are my guys on the Rockets. You have yeah. someone you're thinking about? No, um, for me, Covington would be uh, well, obviously Harden number one, but that price tag um, going by point per dollar or price tags, I, I like Covington the most on this one. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. All right, man. Let's flip on over to the the Thunder. Uh, let you guys guys know the Thunder did win two to one in this matchup. Uh, the Rockets won the first game back in early early in the in the season. I think it was a week or two in. Um, and then the Thunder won the last two that were more recently. I, again, I mentioned um, Clint Capella was in the, the Rockets lineup for those two games, so they never played the small ball lineup uh, of the Rockets. Gallinari actually had double-digit rebounds those last two games without small ball Rockets. Um, just a heads up for you guys. And this is Chris Paul's former team. They kind of slighted him and, and got rid of him for, for Westbrook, who's not even playing. Uh, so there's more out of motivation for him as well. Uh, with that said, buddy, who do you like on the Thunder? Uh, let's start in that front court, uh, which had Noel and Adams miss a little bit of time there. Well, I won't. I will not be playing uh, Stephen Adams. I'm not positive that he can stay on the floor against this team and uh, Harden pick and rolls with you know all these five small rockets running around. He would be primed <laughs> to get a lot of uh, offensive rebounds, but I'm just afraid that defensively he. I don't think that conventional pick-and-roll defense is going to work that well against this Rockets team. Uh, so I will not be playing much Adams. One guy I do really like, though, is uh, Gallinari at 6,100. Um, Gallinari's always a pretty good uh, point-per-minute producer, and now that the playoffs are here and I think he's in a spot where they kind of need him to produce, I, I think Gallinari's uh, going to have a good game. Gallinari's also four inches taller uh, than everyone on the Rockets, and <laughs> he can really just shoot over people. Um, he averages 40 DK points a, ga- uh, a game against this team, which I know Capella was there for all of them, but I don't see that affecting 
Gallinari too much. So I'm way more into Gallinari than I almost always am. What do you think? Yeah, I really like him too. I know he'll be mainly matched up with now Covington instead of Tucker. I mean, Tucker's not bad himself, but he was in the three games prior. Uh, this all, again, comes with a caveat because this team is a little different now. But he did score 22 points a game and with 10 boards, uh, his most rebounds against any team, I believe. Uh, so that's big. And now they went even smaller, so that gives him more room. Um, as you mentioned, I don't really – I don't want to touch any of the centers. Uh, if I did go with a center – uh, the the young guy uh, Darius Baisley might see himself play a little more because this is a matchup that suits him. I don't know uh, with Adams a little hobbled and Noel a little hobbled. I don't know if they can run and gun like this. Uh, so maybe they go to Baisley or maybe they just put Gallo at the five uh, yeah. and, and play three guards and and someone else out there. But um, I do like Gallo in this. And at six one, we mentioned Brogdon at six eight. I much rather have the seven hundred. Um, Keep 700 and play Gallo. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and then you want me to go to the backcourt now? You ready for them? <laughs> yeah, let's go to the backcourt. All right. So uh, Chris Paul at 77. Um, his price has come down. He's going to be pretty motivated uh, in this matchup. I'm a little bit concerned, though. Uh, one of the main ways Chris Paul kind of eats is that he gets switches and he kind of lights up opposing centers. This Houston team is just not built like that. You know, like he's not going to have Clint Capella to put on skates and run around with. Um, I think Chris Paul is worth a look. I think he's going to be very motivated against James Harden. I'm just kind of uh, struggling with how much I will be getting to him. What do you think about Paul in this one? Yeah, uh, I like Paul. He's averaged 40 fantasy points against this team. But again, they weren't playing uh, this small ball. And if they do try and switch, uh, P.J. Tucker is good uh, <clears throat> where he, Chris Paul would be trying to go one-on-one against him. Robert Covington's even better uh, as a perimeter defender. So it's not going to be as easy in, as as having uh, Clint Capella. Uh, James Harden is playing harder on defense, and he actually could play defense when he really wants to. Um, so it's, it's going to be a little tougher for him, but he is highly motivated. And if I don't get him in this lineup because – uh, there are a lot of higher priced people and, and people that I, I might not have the money. I'm definitely going to get some exposure to him in this series. But I he to me, I like Gallinari, uh, Chris Paul, second. Those are the two main guys on this team that I'm looking at. And if I had to go cheaper, uh, I think Darius Baisley, who's been playing more, he'd probably get 20 minutes or so. This is a matchup that might suit him. So those are the three guys I'm looking at. But I'm with you on the Chris Paul thing. Yeah, cool. That's what I've got too. All right, no, no love for uh, SGA or I think or SGA. I think SGA and Schroeder are fine. Um, they're just kind of fall into that camp where they're just not exciting me. I think <laughs> SGA is worth a little bit more consideration. He's got a pretty easy matchup, but uh, he just hasn't. He hasn't really had one of those games where he's blown the roof off in a little while, and uh, I'd like to see that before I go back to him. Yeah. At- at 6'9", um, he hasn't really brought you back much value if you go just go by all of his games using that price tag, um, if he's brought in any. So I, I'm kind of cause for pause, or pause for cause there, whatever you, <laughs> however you say it. And Schroeder's not bad either, but um, 
this this matchup might suit him a lot better because they are going to play small. But he really only had he played the first game, he played the last game. Um, he hasn't really played much, so I I don't know how much in the groove this guy is if he is at all. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, let's go over to your guys. I know you're excited yeah. to talk about him. Loving it. I'm less excited because I did want the Grizzlies to win just because it would have been a 4-0 sweep. Uh, now they have now the Lakers have to exert some energy to try and beat this hot Portland team right now. Um, but yeah, let's get into the last game of the night, man. We have the Blazers against the Lakers. Uh, this game starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh, I forgot the last game started at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, guys. Um, but Portland is uh, the underdog, or the Lake will stay. The Lakers are favored by five and a half points in this. They have a negative 250 money line. The Blazers have a plus 200 money line. And this is the highest over-under on the night at 230 uh, as of right now. Let's start with uh, let's start with the Blazers. Let's save the best for last as <laughs> in Laker land. Uh, let's start with the Blazers and let's start in this uh, this backcourt because I think the front court is a little interesting. Um, the The news here is Zach Collins is out with an ankle injury. Uh, Nasir Little is again out with dehydration. Um, on the Lakers side, AD and LeBron are both probable, uh, so they will be playing. And Rajon Rondo is unlikely to play, but he is a game-time decision as I knew he would be coming back for the playoffs, but he's he got cleared to play. Uh, I don't know if he'll play this first game just because he just got cleared like today, um, but he is possibly able to play. So let's start with the Blazers, though. Who do you on this backcourt? Is there anybody that uh, excites you there? Well, I've never seen Lillard at 11-4 before. <laughs> yeah. um, I know, man. I would be all over him, but that that is steep, steep pr- uh, price. Um, however, he does play really well against the Lakers. Um, he averages almost a point and a half fantasy points per minute against these guys. Um, he's just been on a tear. Uh, I can't completely fade him. I think he will be making a few of my lineups despite that uh, high price tag just because I like the matchup and, you know, a point and a half fantasy points per minute at 40 minutes, he gets you there. Yeah, and he will be playing 40 minutes, so that's uh, something that you can bank on. He's played 40 minutes, I believe, in almost every single game except for that Clipper game. He played 39, so he was right there, <laughs> pretty much 40. Um, yeah, this is an insane price tag, 11-4. I, would not, I did not expect that. I was if he was around his normal nine eight even ten, love him. Uh, this he does average sixty DK points against the Lakers, so you can't a hundred percent discount him. Um, but I will be playing less Lillard than I would have thought coming before I looked at the slate, just because that price tag. Uh, it it is James Harden right there, and uh, it's it's nine hundred more than a Giannis. It's seven hundred more than LeBron. A thousand more than AD. It's a lot to pay. But he is playing. He's balling out. So I can't, like you said, I'll probably have him in one or two of of my lineups. Yeah, I agree. Just a little bit of exposure, probably with some of the Lakers guys. You know, just in case that game, uh, it does have the highest total. And, you know, yeah, it goes to overtime or something. Those that could really pay off. And the Lakers have been giving up quite a few points to point guards. Uh, it's a good matchup right now without Rondo checking anybody. So he does have that advantage to him. But it is eleven four. So it does mm-hmm. give you. I'm going to use the pause for call. Cause for pause. That's what it is. Cause for pause. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, 
CJ Mack, you like him at all? Uh, I like CJ. He's he's a guy that uh tend to get wrong a lot. Um, he hasn't played well against them uh, this season, although I can't think of a particular reason for that. He seems perfectly capable. Um, CJ is a guy that, uh, you know, he's in the past, he's had some pretty awesome playoff games. Um, I'm not ruling him out at 8,100, but I don't know realistically how many lineups I'll get him in. I like him as a pivot from Dane. Yeah, he's not a bad pivot. I'm with you though. I don't think I I don't think he's gonna find any of my lineups. I do also tend to get him. He's just so streaky that uh, it's hard to trust him on any given night. But um, at eight one, I don't think I'll I'll find him in too many lineups. Yeah. Uh, what about this front court? Is there anyone you like in the front? All right. So going to the front court, um, I, I there are a couple people in here I like. Uh, we'll start with the cheapest of them, and it's only because he's getting the starting lineup, and I might find myself, uh, we mentioned it earlier, it's hard to find guys in that under 4K range. Um, Wenyan Gabriel, I don't think he's going to play too much, but if I need someone to get me, uh, if he can get me 15 to 20 points or, or 20 minutes or so uh, without Zach Collins there, at 32, that's not bad, and that'll give me some money to play with uh, in the upper upper guys. And I know he's going to start. I assume Gary Trent's going to play a lot, but at the same time, Gary Trent or Carmelo Anthony cannot even attempt to guard Anthony Davis, so they they do need other size in there. Um, what do you, how do you feel about Wenyan Gabriel? Uh, up until a few weeks ago, I didn't know that there was someone named Wenyan Gabriel. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I mean, I might I might have butchered minutes. that. I don't know. I probably yeah. have. It sounded right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I mean, he, he should get the minutes, right? Um, I see. I guess I guess I would just be going to Ennis for two hundred bucks more. I just think it's yeah. way more reliable. Um, but he should have the opportunity, so I'm not going to knock you for for throwing a dart at the board with that one. Oh, you're stealing! You're stealing Mike's phrase. Uh, uh, he has Can his I? influence yes. is not going to knock you. Don't. Uh, uh, I threw up in my mouth a little bit when you said it. <laughs> what it is? It must have been that pod yeah. we did together. Yeah, uh, he's, rub- he's rubbing off on you. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. But, uh, <laughs> but outside of him, and and that's just a hail mary. Just because I know he's starting, he's 32. There's not many guys uh, outside of the Magic. There really isn't anybody in that 3K, 3K range uh, that you're looking at. Maybe one more guy I'll get to. Um, but I also, uh, I do like the two big guys on this team, Nurkic and Whiteside. Without Zach Collins, uh, AD does not like to play the five. He's going to play some five in this game, and he plays a little bit of five here and there, but he does not like to play the five. He prefers the four. You cannot put Carmelo Anthony or Gary Trent Jr. Uh, when Wenyan Gabriel is probably going to get in foul trouble. You'll. This is the time that the Blazers said that they wanted to play Nurkic and Whiteside together. Uh, they haven't really done it yet outside that first game. This is the time to do it with Whiteside at center and Nurkic trying to guard AD. Or I mean, Whiteside can't really guard AD. Um, but if that comes to fruition, and I think that we're going to see a, a some lineups, or so, I think they're going to have about. 10 minutes together, uh, which they should, and maybe even a little bit more. I like Whiteside at 44 
uh, when he did start. It's I know it's completely different because he was getting uh, 33 minutes a game against the Lakers, but he averaged 51 DK points against them, 13 rebounds, uh, three blocks. He was playing great. If he gets himself 20, 25 minutes at 4,400, that's he's going to bring back value. Um, he also could not play any minutes at all and get that normal 15, but I think this matchup makes him have to play a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. When they originally said they were going to play Whiteside and Dark together, I kind of just assumed they were lying uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't make any sense. But uh, this is actually a decent opportunity to do that. And, you know, like you said, man, Whiteside is just a guy that he's an excellent uh, point per minute producer. If you just give him 20 to 25 minutes, he should smash 4,400. So yeah. I like your Whiteside call. And I like Nurkic too, uh, especially if you don't get Lillard exposure. And this game is the highest over-under. Uh, I'd rather have Nurkic at 9-1 than McCollum at 8-1. And I think Nurkic, this is a good matchup for him as well. I think he's going to go up. Uh, Howard and McGee have been really excellent um, as a center option. But whether he plays the 4 or the 5 or whatever they want to do with him, I think he should see 35 to 40 minutes just like everybody in the starting lineup. Uh, without Zach Collins... This rotation is going to tighten up a little bit. Uh, maybe we do see a little bit of Hezonja, but again, a guy that small cannot guard uh, Anthony Davis. Can I, uh, can I just read something off to you? Yeah, this go is, for it. This is Nurkic's uh, last games. This is his foul count. Five, five, six, five, six. <laughs> um, <laughs> if Nurkic gets into foul trouble tomorrow this Blazers team is going to fall apart really fast they need him and they need him to play 35 plus minutes tomorrow to have a chance against this Lakers team yeah that's why they're gonna it makes sense to try and have him on AD but again uh they they're probably gonna have to put Whiteside or someone on AD to contain him yeah Uh, but I, I like Nurkic uh he's playing with the heavy heart as I mentioned earlier on the podcast anybody like that um, they just, he just came off a monster game. Uh, I, I think he's ready to keep rolling if he, if he can stay out of foul trouble. He will be motivated. Yep. How about you? Do you have any uh, interest in the Nurk? Nurk? Uh, I think Nurk is okay at 9,100. I might have him in some lineups with some of these Laker guys. Uh, I am a little bit concerned about the fouls, um, it's just if he ends up on Davis, I feel like Davis is going to eat him alive yeah. and get him into foul trouble. But yeah. I still I still will get some Nurkic in my lineups. And I would lean more white side too, just because that, that discount. And there is a lot of people that are very high-priced in it, and Nurkic is kind of one of them. I do think he's going to put up points. Um, but for me, it's that's why I mentioned white side first, because I, I think this is a matchup that he's got to play in. Uh, and he... Uh, he ha- he can't really play the four. Um, he's going to have to try and guard a. Someone's going to have to try and guard AD. I think uh, Nurkic might have a chance at that. I think that's why they're starting Gabriel, just so he can get some fouls on. Uh, he doesn't. They don't have to have early fouls on Nurkic or Whiteside. Uh, Gabriel can eat some, and then they could play later on. Yeah, I'm excited to see Nurkic, Whiteside, Davis, and JaVale McGee all on the floor at the same time. <laughs> be like back be to the late 80s, early 90s basketball. Just a lot of length. Lot <laughs> Two of twin length. towers versus each other. <laughs> I like it. All right, man. 
uh, looks like we can flip on over to the Los Angeles Lakers, the number one seeded Los Angeles Lakers. Um, oh, you know what? That's the only team you <laughs> had to bring up their seed. Oh, I, I, I forgot everybody else's seed. That's my bad. No, actually, <laughs> I did say the Heat were number five. I did say the Heat were the fifth. Oh, all right. Maybe I, maybe I had a little <laughs> bias there. <laughs> a little bias. Uh, but yeah, as I mentioned AD is probable. He's going to play. LeBron James is probable. He's going to play. Rajon Rondo is a game time. He's probably not going to play. I wouldn't put my money on it. He just returned to the bubble. He got cleared, um, but I don't think they rush him. And if he does play, it's only going to be a handful of minutes. He is also Rondo, so he's he's just one of those guys that throw him in there and he's ready to go whenever. So uh, that's the caveat with him. But yeah, with the, with the Lakers, man, uh, I know we got the big two guys. Uh, any interest in either of them? Yeah, I mean... I love Anthony Davis tomorrow at um, 10-4. I like him. I prefer him to LeBron. Um, He averages 1.6 fantasy points per minute versus the Blazers, and I don't think the Blazers have a single person that can do anything to slow this guy down tomorrow. Um, I will be smashing Davis at 10-4. What do you think about him? Yeah. um, as I was saying when I was talking about the the Blazers, I did bring up Anthony Davis's name a lot, and it was followed by, "This guy can't guard him. This guy can't guard him. This guy can't guard him." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be playing Anthony Davis a lot. I do prefer him to LeBron. Not just like I said with Harden. It's not to say Le- I don't love LeBron in this matchup, uh, but at ten four, him and Giannis. 10-4 and ten five. Uh, I really I love both of their price tags and AD does average 60 fantasy points against this Blazers team uh, in only 35 minutes. I think he might play 38 to 40, and now they have Nurkic, uh, and now they don't have Collins. Someone, I don't know who they're going to have guard him, um, but good luck. Yeah, I I, I also, I'm going to just go right into LeBron because I feel like I have to talk about them together. Um, (laughs) Yeah. LeBron at 10-7 is also in a great spot against a team filled with people that also can't guard him. Um, <laughs> I'm just game scripting a little bit that he, LeBron knows what this is. He knows that he needs to get his teammates going to have a good long playoff run. Um, if LeBron wakes up tomorrow and, you know, CJ McCollum and Dame text him something stupid and he gets motivated, he can come in and rip this team apart. I just think that tomorrow he might defer a little bit and try to get Anthony Davis a really nice first game and try to get some of their shooters some looks and things like that. Yeah, like you said, LeBron averages 55 points um, against these Blazers in three games at 36 minutes. So there's not much that separates them except for five points and, and 300 DK bucks. So LeBron James is also in a great spot. He might have Carmelo Anthony guard him. Uh, I know it's a skinny mellow, but Mello has never been able to guard LeBron James throughout his career. Uh, or you have CJ Mack or Dame, Dame guard him because LeBron is playing point guard technically. So good luck with any of that. So LeBron is in his smash spot. And as we mentioned earlier, uh, it's a good thing that you said. You mentioned, um, yeah, if, if something, if I wake up tomorrow and I see something, and that's where the beat writers come in, guys. Uh, if you can find a little edge there and, and see this is LeBron wants to take over and make a statement in this game because they have been playing poorly, uh, I won't hesitate to play LeBron. But as you mentioned, this is Anthony Davis' first playoff game with the Lakers, uh, LeBron's too. But 
I think he wants AD to feel comfortable as well and, and get AD in his smash spot and get going because LeBron can get going whenever he wants to. Yeah, I you know, you hear a lot of... Uh, I'm hearing some people just talk about how the Trailblazers are going to make this interesting. And, I mean, they have Dame, so if you've got to give them their respect. But, like, they have nothing to deal with LeBron or Anthony Davis. Like, they can't even slow one of these guys down. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's going to be, I think the series is going to be competitive. Uh, it might not, it might end 4-1, but I think it's going to be a competitive series where they don't just blow them out. Uh, like I, I mentioned, I thought the, the play or the, if the Grizzlies won, I thought it was going to just be a, a first round buy. Uh, but this is going to put them, they're going to have to exert themselves because the Blazers are a good team, but their defense is really non-existent. And that's why they barely made the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm calling two Lakers blowouts of four games. <laughs> Put it on well, the books. Put it on the books. Okay. Yeah. My bookie, you hear that? Yeah. You could <laughs> is it a, le- is it a legal wager? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Anyone about, outside of the big two you're looking at? Yeah. So I am looking at um, either one of these centers, preferably Dwight Howard. Uh, another guy I, I mentioned earlier, there's not much I like under 4k. And then I said, I'll get back to you after when I was talking about Wenyan Gabriel, I don't mind looking Howard's way. He has, he has played just 18 minutes in this series. Um, and he, but he averages 21 DK points. It's a little more than his value. Uh, he's going to bring you, that would be over five X, but in this matchup where there is no Zach Collins, Wenyan Gabriel might be getting into foul trouble. They really can't go small because if they do, that just opens up AD to even more supremeness. Uh, we we saw that Carmelo Anthony tried guarding him before, and that's just not not ideal to uh, to keep it nicely. Um, so there might be more Howard or Whiteside and Nurkic, and if that's the case, you get more McGee, you get more Howard, and I, I do I do think. Mc- Howard's fantasy game is better uh, than McGee's, and he could get you double-digit rebound upside there. Yeah, I agree, especially with the matchups if these teams go big. I think that's a, a really nice call. Yeah, I, I hope they go big. I miss I miss big guys playing basketball like that. Maybe we'll see it. <laughs> um, outside of those guys, I've got one like this is a dumpster dive, but like you said, we might we might have to do some of these. Um, I like Danny Green a little bit at 3,200. Uh, it's playoff time. He's going to have a tough defensive assignment. I imagine they put him on late Damian Lillard or CJ. Um, at 3,200, if he plays 32 minutes or so, uh, I think he'll return value on that. Yeah. If this game is competitive, I don't. I, I have to say that he's going to play a good amount of minutes. Um We'll see that one. That's a nice. That's a nice call too, because he's only thirty-two. That's that's very cheap for him. All right, that's man. all. I think Kuzma's too expensive at sixty-four. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I, I saw that and it's like, ah, oh, Kuzma sixty-four. Can't. I, I'm not gonna look that way. It means we need at least. Oh, my alarm. It means it. we need time. We're done. Stop <laughs> yeah, it. Now. All right, guys, we're going. We're going. <laughs> Yeah, that that my alarm said let uh, stop talking about Kyle Kuzma. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so yeah, that 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 is it. That is it for uh, another edition of Hoopball DFS today. And we hit you on the game day two of the NBA playoffs. Um, and before we go, Steve, any final thoughts, notes, concerns? I don't know. Any word you want to throw in there um, that you have before we let the viewers go? 
or the listeners. Just uh, this this first day of playoffs today and uh, or the first two days where we get to see all the teams are going to be really important for DFS over the next week, just because we're going to actually see how all the matchups work out. So we'll be paying attention. We'll see who's guarding who, and it should help us be, uh, you know, increasingly more and more accurate as these series go on. Yeah, I agree. And I think the pricing is going to change after we get a game or even two in there. Um, like a, we we came in today and we saw eleven seven for James Harden, eleven four for Damian Lillard. I think those are going to even out a little bit more as we we get more action and um, they see people against each other. So they. Uh, they they changed that a little bit, but yeah, definitely see what matchups and and who does what and how they look against their opponents and whatnot, and uh, that's going to tell you guys a lot moving forward. I like that call, Steve. All right, buddy. All right, so yeah, that does it on behalf of me, uh, Santino Cocone. You can find me on Twitter at Santino Cocone, and Steve. Uh, you can find Steve at Steve. You want to tell him? You can find me at zero Stark thirty. Um, yes, and that's J or John Starks. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Zero spelt out like the number. Stark like John Starks, and thirty spelt out. And it's a zero because that's how many championships they won. <laughs> oh, oh, I had to throw that out yes. there before we, we before we left. <laughs> well, right. just remember that the L.A. Lakers are going to be L.A.'s team after a few more weeks here. Y'all, y'all don't say that. <laughs> we got to end it on this before before I uh, I start crying. But uh, <laughs> right, buddy, that was a good show. Um, and tomorrow we'll be we'll be on. Oh, I'll be back on here tomorrow uh, with Mike, and we'll get to see you guys. And don't forget to check out us. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. On Friday, I had my my guy Will on here, a good buddy of mine. He's also at Hoopball. He runs the Instagram page, so check that out. And um, check out the the layup line for tomorrow. Steve will be doing it. Uh, he's on the pod tonight, and you're going to get all his nice news and notes in written form as well if you're more of a, a uh, reader. I, I kind of like the reading too. Um, so if you like that, check out Steve's layup line article, guys. And all right. I'll, thanks, guys. Good luck. See you tomorrow. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.